Welcome back to the iHeart Tucson podcast. We're here today with John Barry. He has been in the real estate game in Tucson for over 45 years. He's working at United Real Estate right now. And he's here to talk a bit about the Arizona market, specifically the Tucson market and things that uh, people want to know. So, John, how's it going? Well, good morning, Jose. How you doing, man? Good, good. How are you? Well, it's already 100 degrees in Arizona, so my goodness gracious. Yeah, I know. 113 next week. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to get out by 6, 7 a.m. Yeah, if you want to beat the heat. I've around a lot, though, with the business. It's really busy. Uh, yeah. Really, really busy. I find it interesting. Uh, my team leader and partner, Patrick Chamberlain, and I talked a lot about um, changes in the market. I've yeah. been working in the market a long time. I'm 45 years in the business. And I'm doing things that I never did before because of the market conditions. Yes. And I wouldn't mind illustrating a few of those for maybe some of your listeners, some things they could watch out for maybe. Yes, definitely. Um, A question I get a lot lately is about bidding wars. I don't know. Do you, do you hear a lot about that in your podcast? Yeah. Uh, And the podcast, not so much going out with clients, uh, you know, just friends talking with people, you know, everyone loves talking about the market right now. Yeah, the first well, well, one well, of the first questions that always comes up is always definitely, you know, how to avoid a bidding war, being scared of a bidding war, you know, what happens so during a bidding all, war. Think about what creates a bidding war. We we have a pented up demand. We have a lot of buyers. We don't have a lot of inventory. We still have low interest rates. Yeah. We still have people coming from other parts of the country that are seeing value here that they can't touch where they're coming from. So they pay more because of where they come from. You know, yeah. like you're California, you're from California, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so a guy takes his money out of his California property, right? And comes here and buys twice as much house for half the money. And they don't mind paying that's over. pressure on the market too. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I think people should do to avoid bidding wars, it's gonna sound silly. You may not understand, let me try to explain this to you. All right, so we get a pre-qual before we present an offer to a client, to, mm-hmm. to a seller. We get a yeah. document that says, the lender says you look good to proceed. Yeah. Now, in the old days of my career, I would put that number at just over what we were offering. So if we offered $300,000, i would make that pre-qual at three hundred five, regardless of what they could afford. Mm-hmm. So let's say they could afford four hundred. I didn't want the seller to know that. Yeah. Because they would push the price up. Okay, so here's an absolute different strategy for today's market. Today, use this. Push your put your pre-quals at the max you can you can qualify for. Yeah. Let them know number one that you can pay more than list price because that will inspire them to look harder at your offer. Yeah. Number two make your highest and best offer first. Don't go in hoping to get a chance to counter. Don't go in, well, we'll go up if they come back. Yeah, make there's your no counters. highest and best <laughs> offer. Yeah. Period. The third thing we're doing a little differently, there's a lot of people now that are saying we're going to take offers and we're going to not respond for 3 days. Oh, yeah, reviewing all offers on one day. Right. Here's what we're doing to combat that as a team. We are putting in our offer 
our normal acceptance and it's prior to when they're going to look at all the offers. So creating your own deadline. If we bring them a great offer, they won't wait till Tuesday. They'll take our offer. So those are the three things I suggest to you. Make your prequal to the max. Make your best offer. And start there and, and you may win. You may win. I can't remember the third one. I'm sorry, I just lost my thought. I'm thinking so hard about all the questions you're asking me. I just no, thought you're fine. Third <laughs> uh, make your best offer. Put your prequals at the top. Yeah. The other thing I would strongly suggest: quit doing prequals. Go into your lenders and get pre-approved. Oh, and what's the difference? Before you sign up, find a house. Does it is it more work getting pre-approved compared to getting pre-approved? Uh, time to get pre-approved but here's the difference when you make an offer you can tell the seller this client isn't pre-qualified this client is pre-approved all we need is an appraisal all right so there so you that have it. that will make your there's offer look stronger way I would battle getting in a bidding war don't do it if you can help it now understand though from a listing agent strategy standpoint I think they're pricing to create bidding wars. Mm -hmm. and, and, this... and you can do it. I talked to my partner this morning about pricing on a new listing we have coming up in the $400,000 range. And there's so much activity in the neighborhood that the prices are going up right in front of us yeah. as we're comping the house. That's unique right now. I would tell anybody trying to buy a house today, get a good agent. Yeah. Because you need one. Hell, I'm a good agent and I'm confused. I'm a good agent. And I don't even know what to tell my client to do sometimes. I've been doing it for 45 years. I'm telling you, that sounds weird to you. I'm sure and it sounds weird to me. But I had a friend have had a new listing yesterday. She got 14 offers yesterday in the first two hours on the market. Jeez. She called me to ask me what she should do. She's a friend of mine from a competitor yeah. and she called me and asked me what to do with 14 offers. And I said, well, first of all, be excited that you're going to sell your house. <laughs> <laughs> but so there's a lot of challenges right now in the market is my point. Mm -hmm. And I never used to tell a person what you could afford. Never. Now I do because I want you to know we can go up on all the counters. Here's another one we're trying. When, when we get a when we get a counter offer back, let's say a multiple counter, let's say we're in a bidding war and they send us back a multiple counter, we are always raising our price a thousand to two thousand dollars and sending back the counter. Mm. Think about that logic because everyone else is just responding to their counter and they might get a lot of people agreeing to their counter. We're countering their counter back at higher money to try to win the bid. Yeah. So if we get in a bidding war, we only want to bid once. If that makes sense. I just mm -hmm. made that up. We just want to bid once. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pushing yourself to the top. The other good news, houses seem to be appreciating in the resale area, probably 2% per month. Mm. And right now, probably 3% per month in new home sales, which is unbelievable. 
Uh, we sold a new home to one of your clients uh, three months ago. He's about to close this month. Yeah. And he's up $14,000 in three months. Yeah. Hasn't so the new home yet. universe is a whole different. Maybe we could do a podcast sometime just on new homes. Yeah, that's definitely. A whole, that's a whole nother different dynamic. But I suppose, are you getting questions about like uh, after bidding wars? I've heard a lot about... Um, uh, cra the crash. When is the crash coming? When yeah, the crash right. Coming? They're paying top dollar for top money for yeah. these houses, and now there's some people that are getting a little scared about a bit of a pullback, or, or as interest rates are starting to go up, they're scared that the housing prices can, you know, tumble down. Sure. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about that specifically in well, Tucson? I know this. Every every market changes. I've been through five or six of these ups and downs. Yeah. The worst one, of course, everybody talks about is 2008. Which this is completely is different. different. Yeah, this is different than 2008. This is a healthy market in some respects. It's not healthy in other respects. But if you look at 08, it was, it was bad lenders and lending money to people that didn't have it. And you don't have that, man. You have cash buyers that are, don't care what the value is. And they're just paying the money because they're just moving in it. Maybe it's their last house and they don't care. You know, we just did an acceleration clause. Uh, you basically match anybody's prices and go up a little bit with an acceleration clause. Mm -hmm. And we, we did a transaction. It was offered at 240. We offered 260. And they had an offer for 280. Oh man. And they didn't think it would appraise, so they took our 260 acceleration. So there's also a way to fight bidding wars with acceleration clauses, but that's a pretty complicated conversation that I'd probably like to have face to face with people. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moving parts in that discussion. Uh, but basically, I think bumping up your best offer is there. Now, back to the crash discussion for a minute. Here's what I know about crashes. It's going to happen. So don't worry about when it's going to happen. Try to anticipate and be prepared for when it happens. Yeah. The first rule of real estate to me is if you have enough time, you can historically offset issues. So one of the fears I have is people are paying too much money for the properties. They just are. And, and time will cure that if they have time. But there's going to be people that paid too much and aren't going to be able to get out from under. That's going to be ugly. There's no doubt that's coming. Yeah, the people that are doing, you know, a hundred grand over list, waving appraisals, waving all that. But, there's, but properties still appreciate. Mm -hmm. You got to have a roof over your head. You're paying rent anyway. <laughs> Buy a house right off the interest yourself and get your appreciation. And don't worry about the crash. That's what I'm telling people. Don't worry about the crash. Enjoy your time that you have your house. Enjoy what you spent. Enjoy the process. And we'll deal with the crash when the crash comes. And also, it's coming. yeah, it's something that people um, aren't that informed of is about when it comes to taking out these loans for these houses, the terms is what's the most important. Sure. Terms are the terms of the loan. I, I say that to people all the time. Would you buy a million dollar building for a hundred dollars down and a hundred dollars a month? And you'd say yes. Of right? course. Yeah. Well, that has nothing to do with price. 
We are the price is still driven. a million. Yep. So who knows what will happen with the next downturn and, and who knows what we'll do differently. What I would again say, have a good agent that you trust who understands how to adjust to the market. One benefit I have over a lot of people, I'm not the greatest agent. I, I don't try to be the number one guy, but here's what I know. I know the market and I know what to do in the market. Mm. And if it ain't working in the market, I adjust to the market. And good agents know how to do that. Agents that are home right now, not working very hard, don't know how to do that. And I know there's a lot of agents sitting at home because there's only 700 listings, 800 listings, and there's 6,000 agents. Mm. So I'm telling you, there's a lot of agents that don't know what to do right now and don't know how to adjust. So I'm telling you, interview agents and see if you like them and see what they're doing to combat the issues of today. Because mm -hmm. everyone's going to have a different strategy. When it downturns down the road, then screw it. We'll adjust then too. Mm -hmm. Get somebody you can trust. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so emotional. I, it's a big topic to me. I'm frustrated as an agent today. I can only imagine how frustrated the public is. Yeah, definitely. So if you want an honest conversation, I won't try to sell you nothing. Matter of fact, I don't sell. I work in the research department for my team. You want information, call us up, sit down with us, and we'll help you. If you want to work with us, great. If you want to work with somebody else, that's okay. Let us arm you with the questions to ask whoever you're going to use. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional about it because it's hard. Yeah, right you're passionate about it. Right now, and it's, it's hard work and time is valuable. And I want the public to be protected and taken care of. And it's hard. I can't even get agents to call me back. I don't know if they're calling any of the clients back. They're not calling me back. Yeah. It's a tough time, man. It's a tough time. So, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. <laughs> you're good. I'm you're good. Today and I, I'm really excited about these topics. And yeah. I've been thinking a lot about these topics. And I've been working on these topics with my team. We're changing how we do business every day. And I don't I don't care for that. I I like tradition. And I like things the way they're done. And yeah. doing all this new stuff. And some of it's good. And some of it's not so good. So one of the things that, that the team is doing that is new or unique is how we've created the research department. You know, no sellers. They're doing strictly research. And you're the head of that department. So obviously you're, you know, you're diving into all the research of Tucson and you know what's going on. How do you see... We have an agent, we have an investor client right now who, who's trying to buy houses in Tucson. Mm -hmm. Tremendous amount of research goes into a, a person like that. Well, Patrick and I talk every day about the market. Patrick and I talk every day about where it's headed. How do we prospect? Where do we go find people? What do we do? You, you got to know what's going on in the marketplace. And I'm afraid that most of our industry doesn't have a clue what's going on in the marketplace. And I don't mean that bad that we're better. I'm saying we don't have a clue sometimes either. So the purpose of this research department was to create a, a safe haven for the public where they could call as a resource, get an answer to a question and not be worried that someone's going to go, so can I send you a salesperson? Can I get you a deal? Can I get you out there to see something? 
we're not working like that as a team and we're not doing that as a team. So I'm proud of this research department. It was one of kind of my idea with, uh, with the help of my partners. And it's a mechanism to comp a house and see value, whether you're buying it, whether you're selling it. Now, of course, if you have an agent, it's hard for me to give you advice because there's some ethical discussions with our code of ethics yeah. and the board of realtors. But if you're a consumer out there and you just want some good information about the market and you don't want any pressure of somebody selling you a house, I'm your man. <laughs> Plus, if they have an agent, I mean, their agent should be doing all that work anyways, if they're any I good. I'm only saying sometimes I might have to say to them I can't answer that question yeah. because it would violate my fiduciary relationship. And I won't do that because of my code of ethics and the board of realtors. But in the same token, isn't it wonderful to think you can call a guy with 45 years of experience and ask any real estate question you want without any stress of somebody trying to sell you something? Yes. That doesn't make us a little different, a little special. Maybe you shouldn't do business with us. <laughs> we try to be different. We try to be special. Yeah. Uh, we also don't take on as many people at one time so we can devote and focus our energy to those people because the deals are more challenging. Um, we sold five sale, five houses in the last two weeks. I'm very proud of our team. Mm -hmm. We sold five houses in the last two weeks, but we wrote probably 15 or 16 offers to get those five. And that's those. Plus all the research we did to decide if we wanted to write an offer on all those five. Mm -hmm. So you understand we're, we're, we're researching whether or not it's a good value. We're researching whether or not we should put on an offer. We're researching what an offer it should be. Another way to get out of a bidding war, make sure you make a good offer going in. Yeah. First, and if you have first good one. research people helping you, you'll have a better offer. You get a better chance to win. Yeah. So I think our research department will in, in the long term will help the clients do better in the purchase and sale of their property. In yeah. the short term, I'll tell you the truth, hasn't worked particularly well. Haven't gotten a lot of phone calls from people because I think they're scared that I'm going to try to sell them some. Mm, okay. <laughs> so then let's, let's add some value to them right now. Go ahead. Okay. So being the head of the research department, what is the inventory looking like in Tucson right now? Has it improved since, you know, these past few crazy months? Is it stabling it out? Is it stabling out? Uh, yeah, what's, what's it looking like? What are you seeing out there? Uh, all right, so here's my take. Um, I haven't done my homework as of today, but in the last few weeks, let's say, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, we're up, we're about a, we have about a week and a half of inventory. And what's and tip? What's what's the tip of that? Yeah. yeah. What that means is that's that's absorption rate. So we're selling as much as we're taking right now, and we only have about six or seven hundred. I'm going to say roughly. This is a few weeks ago, so I could be a little off, but you'll get the concept. So we have no inventory. So we have about a week and a half of inventory, and inventory in the last couple of months has improved about a tenth of a percent. Not, Not much. very much. So what we're also doing, so that's why we created the research department. Uh, the other thing the research department does 
and I haven't put this out publicly yet. This is the first time I'm ever going to tell anybody this. Oh. Uh, the research department is also gearing up to go out and find properties that are for sale that aren't on the market. Oh, okay. There's a whole subculture of opportunity there. And I'll give you an example. I, I, uh, I say I don't sell cause I just started phasing out of selling and I just listed an old friend of mine's house cause I still take a few friends leads mm -hmm. and I put it on the, I didn't even put it on the market. I called a friend of mine who I knew had a client and I said, I got this house. Do you think your client would be interested? And they brought me full price cash first day to not put it on the market. Wow. Well, my friends, that opens up a whole new universe of where we find an inventory. Yeah. So yes, if you want to work with agents that just look on MLS, yeah, that's an option, but there ain't no inventory out there and it's tough. And, and just and for people know, to Jose, compare. Yeah, you were out showing property this week. You know how hard it is out there yeah, showing property. It is, it is. So our research department is now creating a mechanism to prospect houses that are not on the market. Mm -hmm. And so so that people can get just uh, a view of what a week and a half of inventory looks like in a healthy market. You know, how much inventory is typical for there to be a couple months, well, three months? My partner, Patrick, is better at the numbers than I than I am in this discussion. But I would say we're selling about 600 houses a, a, a week. Mm. And we're taking about the same. We're not uh, building inventory right now. We're, yeah. we're just maintaining inventory. Regardless yeah. of what the numbers are. Doesn't matter, 600, 1000, doesn't matter we're maintaining pretty much whatever we're taking, we're selling. Yeah. So we have to grow. We have to grow some inventory to help this conversation. And so one way to do that is to go out and find people that are interested in selling and haven't put their house on the market yet. So that's a huge uh, concept for the research department. And we come up with them all the time. We sold two of them last month. And we got one right now. I got one right now for 450. That's a beautiful house. It's coming on the market in a week. And um, it's available. So yeah. that's another aspect for us that maybe we can help you off the market properties. Yeah. And then can I share one other little one? Just another new Yes, one yes, of course. Before? Yeah. All right, try this one on for size. Let's say you're living in a house right now. We haven't really talked about selling your house. We talked a lot about buyers. Mm-hmm. But let's say you want to sell your house and you're nervous to put your house on the market. I, I give you an example, my own life. I just worked on my own house. It's perfect. It's ready to put on the market. I can get top dollar. I can make all kinds of money. Yay. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. Where the hell do I go when I sell my house? Because <laughs> there's no inventory. You understand that dilemma? We haven't mm -hmm. even talked about sellers and their dilemma. We've just yeah. talked about buyers and their dilemma. Mm -hmm. So now picture this. What if I could call a seller on the phone and say, look, what if I bought your house from you and I allowed you to live in it and rent it back until you could find a new house? Yeah, that's fixing that the problem of the market. Buyers out there or yeah. your sellers? Yeah, definitely. Because that's a problem right now, right? They they want to they want to capitalize on the money, but they don't want to be homeless. And they got to pay rent. Granted, you got to pay rent. It's probably going to be a little more rent than normal because it is short term. But 
we got a plan and it's and it's coming. I shouldn't have even told you about that yet, but it's it's very cool and it's going to be a whole new program for sellers. So we're working hard in this research department to create a market and to create inventory. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So and like I said, we did two of them last month that were totally off the market and we did one this month that was totally off the market. And I think as a research department, as we focus on that as a, as a job, if you will, as a, as a mechanism, we'll get even more opportunities for people. Now, remember though, those are hit and miss. We're sending notes and calling people just hoping they wanna sell. But there are people who are frustrated, who don't know what to do, who are happy when guys like me call them on the phone and offer them help. So, so don't worry about the crash. Don't worry about bidding wars. It's still a great time to buy a house. It still beats the heck out of the stock market for all you day traders. Sorry, love you, <laughs> love you, Jose, but the real estate is better than the market. If you get into something today, six months from now, at the pace it's going, it might be worth a few more bucks. If you hate it or can't handle it, you could probably flip it mm -hmm. and get out of it. So yeah. there's so many bonuses to buying a house and owning a house. And it's a great time to buy. It's a great time, even yeah. though there's no inventory. And even though we have bidding wars, it's a great time to buy. Yes, get both. Get stocks and oh, a house. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I should buy something just to buy something. Yeah. It's going oh, yeah. I mean, I've been telling you that I'm, I'm yeah, you, guys are you know, close. where I'm thinking maybe September, October is when we're going to seriously be looking, you know, yeah. like hire you to actual look. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's By the way, coming. people look in September and October for you guys that are out there looking like Jose, you should start looking now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not much out there. And you really have to react to it quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, if I might, Jose, there's another topic I wouldn't mind talking about here. Yeah. There's a lot of people waving their appraisal contingencies. Mm. And I, I just want to tell you how I feel about that personally. Forget yeah. real estate for a minute. Forget the market. Forget all I know about real estate. I think it is a mistake I worry more about the waving of appraisal contingency than the crashing of the next crash. Yeah. Cause that's I think people have put themselves in a position because they've paid so much over market and then they've waived their appraisal. So I'm telling you right now, I tell all my clients don't wave. Mm -hmm. Now they still do. Yeah. And that's okay. That's, that's their decision. But John Barry is going to go to his grave saying, don't waive your appraisal. Yeah. You got your acceleration clause. Do an acceleration clause. Don't waive your appraisal. And if it doesn't appraise, the acceleration clause will protect you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a fan of waiving your appraisal. I will never be a fan of waiving your appraisal. If our team is a fan of appraising it, I will still be against it. And I know we're not. We, we are against it because I talk to Patrick all the time about this topic. And, but we have to do it because that's the only way you're going to get some of the deals that you get. Yeah. But I say this, let the appraisal do the work for you. So put your acceleration clause in and, and keep your, uh, and, and don't waive your appraisal. Protect yourself. 
Yeah. Big, big, big topic. You have to protect you can almost yourself. do a whole podcast on that. On that. Yeah, topic definitely. Alone. That is a hot topic. That's a, a scary topic. Appraisals are being delayed. Appraisal costs have doubled and tripled because they're so behind and guys don't want to do appraisals now. And they're charging six and seven and eight and nine hundred dollars for appraisals that used to cost three hundred bucks. Wow. So that's a whole nother universe. We don't have time in these podcasts for me to tell you all I know about real estate. That's yeah. a whole nother dynamic of the marketplace. No, we can do a, a short series. Yeah, we'll do something on that. Different that topics topic each time. Like yeah, yeah, we can do a whole topic on appraisals. Definitely. That's a that's a whole nother. I was at a I was at a home inspection yesterday, and uh, and the guy who I'm sorry, a mover came to get the uh, in uh, the uh, stuff out of the house, mm -hmm. and the guy's like, "Tell me what you think about the market. I'm doing a refi. I can't get my appraisal done. You got any suggestions?" Uh, <laughs> just man. some guy moving furniture, right? Jeez. And I said, "Well, the first suggestion is get your checkbook out." Because it's probably going to cost you more than 300 bucks, like normal. I said, but I, what I would do is bitch at my lender. He's the one that can help you there. An agent really can't help you in the appraisal process. The lender is the mechanism to help you there. But maybe we can talk about that in future podcasts. Yeah, That's yeah, definitely. To me too. Yeah. What else would you like to uh, talk about today? Anything? No, I think that was it for, for today. Just, you know, give people a brief overview on what the Tucson market's looking like, what the inventory's looking like. Uh, I think the tip for the day is not be afraid to change. Their Don't approach. be afraid to evolve. Don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, there's no obligation when you talk to agents. Oh yeah, that's Interview something that people agents, are scared of. See if you like them. Just see if you like them. Forget what they know about real estate. Just see if you like them first, and then understand what they like about real estate. Mm -hmm. I love real estate. You know me. Uh, yeah. Some of my friends call me the encyclopedia of real estate. I, I'm very <laughs> honored by that moniker. Uh, I care very much about the industry. I care very much about the public, mm -hmm. and so. Anything I can do to help that, I am happy to offer my expertise or service. I wish if I never sold another house in my life, if I could just educate people, I'd be the happiest guy in the world so that they make good decisions. Because these are big decisions and these are yeah. big economic decisions and, and they do have impact to you and, and they should be making you a little nervous and they should be making you a little scared. They, they should. Yeah, uh, the market's a little strange out there, but I know this. Still a good time to buy a house, buddy. Yep, yep. Still a You're good time me. to buy. A house. Yeah, that'll yeah. never change in my mind. And mm -hmm. uh, I hope I'm still around. When, I don't know. People ask me the other day when the crash might come. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. And I think people I, are expecting an 08 crash. And I don't, think, I don't so. think that's happening. I don't think because, it's that type of crash. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, um, I think since that's the the latest one that happened people are really almost preying on that type of crash. That's true. And, and you know, the other thing too, people don't remember about me, I worked when interest rates were 18 and 20%. Mm -hmm. And so we just turned everything into assumability and we did carrybacks and wraps and all kinds of other things. Now today it's harder to do that because loans aren't assumable, mm -hmm. but who knows if the market, if it, if it does crash or change, let's say, I don't like crash, 
when it adjusts, let's say adjusts. Yeah. Um, the, we're only talking about the people who paid too much. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the whole market. We're just talking about uh, the group that paid instead of 450, they paid 480. So and they waived everything. Talking about that big of a problem, I don't think. That's where I think it's different than 08. It's a it's a healthier market. And so the people that got these loans can afford them. I'm sorry. Uh, Another difference is that the people that were given these loans can afford them. Yes. That's the other difference. A lot of these people are paying cash money for these Mm -hmm. houses. And so whatever they get, they get, but I had, I had a 208 client recently. Uh, First of the year I sold a house. They paid a little over, they paid 520 for it in 08. They got 508 for it today which wasn't bad, but it was absolutely 08 driven. They paid a lot of money and they knew it. They knew it. Here's what I'd say about all the money. Enjoy the house you buy. Worry about when you're going to sell it, when you're going to sell it. Yeah. People are Live worried about that. Now. Yeah. That's, that's another thing. People are worried about the price of their home when they're not even thinking about liquidating it anytime soon. Right. You wait six more months, you're going to pay more money. Yeah. You wait another year, you're going to pay more money. Mm-hmm. So get in and enjoy it and don't worry about selling it. Live in it. Have fun with it. Leave the doors yeah. open. Leave the windows open. Forget <laughs> what your father said about leaving the lights on. You, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to be a little older to appreciate that joke. But, just enjoy it. You know, just enjoy it and worry about when you got to sell it, when you got to sell it and hire somebody you trust to do that for you too. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. I say this: if you want to get a fair shot, get a get help. Mm-hmm. Athletes have coaches. You go to doctors. You go to pl- plumbers. You go to lawyers. Why don't you come to real estate people? Yeah. We're just as important, and we take care of your money. And it's a big purchase. It's probably it's the biggest big purchase number. of your life. And you put your and you put it in the hands of people that don't know what they're doing, or you try to do it yourself, or they give ridiculous. it to, or they give it to someone else because they got half a point off. Right, but, a good point you know. <laughs> for a discount. That's a yeah. very valid point. And I'm not dogging the industry. We don't do that. Our team is good. Our team is strong. I don't know the format of this podcast, but if you're asking me here, I'm sure it's about talking about our our team and what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. So you know. We are different and, and we want to be different and check us out. If nothing else, just bring a list of questions and ask us and see what your other people said. Yeah. We just had a client, you know, it. it's your client who went through two agents. And what did she say to us? The first thing she said was they just never called me back. Yeah. A lot of empty they promises never listened to me. And this woman likes us now and has been out with us and showing houses and she's even made an offer. I don't know yeah. if we should put that in the podcast, but it's a point I'm trying to make. Agents are crappy with follow-up. Agents are crappy calling you back. Interview till you find an agent you like and then use one. Yes. That's all. I think the client we have now is very happy because she knows she's being taken care of mm-hmm. and she's being listened to. And God bless you guys. That's my buyer reps on my team kicking Yeah, well-trained. So I give you credit for that. But yes, and I don't like discounting. I'm not a discount fan. I don't believe in it. I want good work and fair work and yeah. honest work. I don't care what it costs. 
yes, I need to be competitive and all that, which we are, but it isn't about the money. It's about getting it done. Yeah. Anybody can sell a house in this marketplace, get it finished. Mm -hmm. That's what you're hiring somebody for, not to sell it. It's to get it done. Yeah, close a deal. That's a whole nother podcast we could do, my friend. Uh, That's yeah. a whole nother. Oh yeah, podcast. we're gonna get a we're gonna get a series going. Yeah, I'd like to take you through some of like the process of a deal. Yeah, and show you some of the places where deals have hiccups. Maybe we could do that somewhere down the road. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I would like that very much. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about the the pitfalls of a deal, so that maybe you could. Um, your your buyer rep business partner loves the fact that I can anticipate so well. And it's because I try to think about things way in advance, <laughs> trying to anticipate them so that we're prepared for them. So if I could take you through a transaction, I could probably show you four or five areas that present themselves also. Yeah. After you're through your bidding war and after you get your house. Yeah, because yeah. that's the beginning, right? So that's just getting the offer accepted. Now it's the now it's time, you know, to do the real work. Yeah, the real the real deal, and and you're right. I don't know how it's, I I don't know how a guy does it all today by himself. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying team is the way to go either. I'm saying quality work is what's important. But boy, when you can have a team that's doing quality work, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty powerful because of time. Mm -hmm. We can just do things faster and have more accessibility than most people. Yeah. You know, how many? I don't know how many leads we get a week in our team but my goodness must be hundreds yeah patrick told me he gets i think maybe on average like maybe more than 400 a month yeah that would be well i just so, sent you i've been prospecting for six months and i just sent you almost three thousand names so that sounds know, about yeah. right mm. and that's just me i'm gonna count yeah. patrick and you guys so there's a lot of movement my point isn't that we're busy i my point is there's a lot of activity and you have to really understand where you are and what you're doing today to get it done. Yes, you do. Uh, I think we're working 30% harder today than we used to, to do the same business. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make sense, everybody? So yeah. we're writing three times the offers to get the house. Mm -hmm. I'm writing three and four and five offers to get one house. Yeah. That's the other part. And I'm sure people are getting frustrated with their agent because they don't win and they think it's the agent's fault. Most of the time, guys, it ain't your agent's fault. No offense, but it's the market and the craziness of what people are offering and what people are taking. Mm -hmm. so, so we good yeah. for today, my friend? Yes, yes. This has been awesome. Thanks a lot for You're coming welcome. on. I know this has been your second time coming on now, and I think we are going to create a series. And we can, yeah, great. We can hobnob on. If your uh, listeners want to give some topics, I'd be very, you don't know a lot about my background, but I, I probably trained half of Tucson. I, I worked at big school for years and years, and I have a lot of knowledge that way. So if you're, if your listeners want to give us some topics to talk about, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. I'd be very happy to uh, give you some absolute specific answers to your, to your uh, podcast folks. Yeah. Please. Yeah. We'll have them just uh, email the email us or, you know, DM us any questions and, and we can get a Q&A series going with you. We can get, you know, maybe just a, a process series of step-by-step. Step. And if you want to give them the email address to the research department or the phone number to the research department, feel free to do that. Yes. Yeah. So the email, which would be your email is john at continentalrealtyaz.com. 
That's correct. Um, and then we also have uh, your that phone, phone number. number. Would, you like, would you like that? Yes. It's uh, 520-990-5646. Okay, awesome. So feel free if you have questions or a real estate question. Again, I can't address questions if you're fighting with your agent or you got a problem in your deal. Those kind of questions are off limits. Yeah. Because of our code of ethics. Mm -hmm. But question and answers for you, happy to do it. Yeah. So okay. 520-990-5646 or John at continentalrealtyaz.com. Yes. Or they could have today. Yeah, thank you for coming. Also, if they want to just go ahead and, and go on our Instagram page and, and ask the questions, they can do that as well. They're going to the same team either okay, way. We'll let our social media department take care yeah, of Yeah, so whatever is easiest for that. them. You know, they have multiple <laughs> multiple ways of, of getting in contact. But thanks a lot, John. This has been awesome. Uh, we'll definitely do this again. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. All right, brother. Thanks.